0: A lot of the questions I get are around family planning and the work-life balance of being a PA. Today, we're talking to Alex about how her pregnancy affected her first year as a new grad and what that looks like.
1: Welcome to the
0: Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. I wanna thank My PA Resource and PA School Prep for sponsoring the Pre-PA Club podcast. So MyPA Resource is a personal statement editing service that edits only PA school essays, only edited by PAs. And most of us have admissions experience. So I am one of the editors. Definitely check them out if you need help with your content, grammar, flow, making sure that you are on track for turning in your application. And you can use the code FUTURE PA for a discount on any of their service options. PA School Prep is an online course that focuses on the anatomy, physiology, and med terms that you'll need for PA school to make sure you feel confident going into that first semester and that you are able to handle what PA school throws at you. So check that out at paschoolprep.com and also use the code futurePA for a discount there. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your host, Savannah Perry here, the Durham PA, PA platform coach, whatever you want to call me. Um, But I am so happy to have you here um, just to listen and hear Alex's story um, and us talk a little bit about how our experiences compared um, with being PAs, starting families, and what that looks like in the real world. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. But before we get to that, there are a few things I wanted to let you know about. So we have some events coming up. So um, the first one I want to let you know about is actually next, um, we'll be on, sorry, I've got my dates mixed up, sorry, September 10th <laughs> and the link for this will be in the description. But we are doing a really cool virtual shadowing that's also a fundraiser um, for an organization out in California called Sacramento street medicine. Um, and it's going to be awesome. So I got to do an interview with this PA, his name's Tony today, and you'll hear that on the podcast, um, next week, but it was just great. So I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from him. Um, and he has so much great information to share and I'm really excited to be supporting that. So it is a $5 donation, um, and the link and details to that is in the description. All right, let's get to hearing from Alex and I will see you guys on the flip side. That's probably a lame saying, sorry.
1: I'm Alex. Um, I've been a PA for about a year and a half ish now, I believe. I graduated May 2018. So, yep. (laughs) sorry i feel awkward i don't know if i can do this oh no you're fine it's like it's
0: like going back to a pa school interview right yeah (laughs) but way less pressure (laughs) um but yeah uh what area do you work in
1: so i worked full-time in the er uh, until recently yeah so i was in new york so i'm from texas originally um And then I got married in 2019 and my husband's in the army. So then that's what brought me to New York. And so, yeah, I got pregnant and I was still in the UD there. And I had actually decided to leave before COVID hit, completely independent of COVID um, for other reasons, more so for the pregnancy piece. And so, yeah, that's about it.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay, so, but you hadn't left yet.
1: Or I left like right before COVID really. Okay,
0: like, so you did stop.
1: Social media.
0: Yeah, for gotcha. so the end of
1: February is when okay. I left for reasons like other than COVID. Gotcha. So I don't think anyone here really predicted that COVID was going to hit the way that it did or.
0: That was uh, crazy. Okay, well, we'll get into some pregnancy stuff. Um, jumping back, where'd you go to PA school?
1: I went to PA school in the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth. So that's where I did my training, and then I worked um, in a s- small ED in Central Texas, and then I
0: moved up. Nice, okay. Um, so you've had two jobs so far in your yeah. PA <laughs> career. Um, I'm I'm on my second job. But I've been out a little longer than you. I actually, remember, like it's so weird because I remember when you were in PA school, like seeing you on social media, of course, but. Like it goes by so quickly and. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Absolutely. <laughs> it's
0: very quick. Um. So, thinking about when you were in the ED, what did that look like for you? Like, what was your job like? We've actually had a good amount of emergency medicine PAs on the podcast, but it seems like there's a lot of variety in either like how independent you get to be or can choose to be and like scheduling like what was your job like
1: Yeah so I was hired by the same company um but in different states and I would say that the way that things ran really did end up being on the hospital and what the hospital needed So in Texas on average I worked about 140 160 hours um and we would have to work every other weekend and so typical shifts which sh- show up or would be we show up, um, we would basically start off on like the higher acute side, and we would have like a like an attending assigned to us, and we would co-sign all of our charts to this attending, and if we had any questions, we would go to that attending and um, ask them our question, and then near the end of the shift, we would transition over to the urgent care side, and. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. And at night, it would be us and one attending free game, <laughs> and just whatever walks in would be what we got. In New York, however, it was a little different. New um, in New York, it was a level two trauma center, and so there was a lot more volume. And so for a typical shift for that, it would be it would determine it would depend on the shift. It was an eight hour, ten hour. 12 hour shifts so the eight hour ones those are, are urgent cares and then for our 10 hours those were overnights um and then for the 12 hours those were our pit shifts so that's kind of like where we lay eyes on the patient and triage and we um kind of get the ball rolling with what labs that need to be ordered, or if we feel like we need to up their triage and send them back more immediately that was kind of our jobs but similar concept where we kind of have an attending assigned to us and we co-assign our charts to them. And if you have questions, then we would ask them.
0: Gotcha. Did you always want to end up in ER or what kind of led you yeah. there?
1: I think that's a no. I felt like I was very conflicted when I graduated because I felt like there were a lot of things that I liked and I felt very strongly about all of them. And so I think a part of me was just kind of like, you know what, like I just rather stay general the first few years and just to get a really good foundation, see a bunch of pathologies from distance, different systems. And so I really did enjoy my ER rotation, but I also enjoyed a whole lot of other things. But yeah, it's yeah, kind of how I ended up in ER. I just really like the challenge of it. And I felt like it was a really great opportunity to learn.
0: Yeah, oh, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we can get into some more, um, I guess, the fun stuff or the more personal stuff. So you got married after PA school. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Was that... By choice or just timing. I chose to get married in PA school. Yeah. So I know people always have questions about when to time a wedding and it's yeah.
1: It was I guess it was a little bit both by choice and timing. Um, so we started dating like the end of my PA school. So I was already on Uh rotations and I was gonna graduate in like five months ish. And so my husband's in the army, so we started dating, it was long distance. Um, and then after we graduated, he deployed a few months afterwards. So we waited for him to come back from Afghanistan. And that's when we decided to get married. And like, I planned that wedding in like three months. It was like, would not recommend, would never do again.
0: Oh but my I've gosh. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I, that's what I, I got engaged in college, like in my senior year. And I was engaged for like 15 months, but I was going into PA school. So I told my fiance, I was like, listen, like, you know, we're probably going to get married next summer. Like, I need at least a few months before I start PA school because once I start, like, I can't plan things. So um, I got a little, little buffer there. But yeah, definitely took a a little longer, but it was hard during PA school. (laughs) Um, So um, once this airs, you will have had your baby. But tell yeah. us about your pregnancy so far. How far are you right now?
1: Uh, I think I'm 37 weeks today, actually. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's crazy. It's been very quick quick, and very slow at the same time. Yes. Like, first trimester was, like, so awful. And then it's been fine since, but now we're just waiting for him to just show up whenever he wants to. You have no boy? Yeah. Oh, Wait. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, yeah, that's the those last few weeks are because, like half the people were like, Oh, you don't look ready to have a baby. And then half the people are like, You're like you're gonna pop any day now and you're like, Okay, well <laughs> it's not up to me. So um how did y'all um kind of plan so you're fairly new out of school, like practicing was that a factor in deciding when to have a baby?
1: Uh, So this is actually kind of like a unplanned surprise baby. Yeah. So shortly after we got married, we got pregnant pretty fast. And so I was like, oh, shoot. So, yeah, I would say the specialty had no effect on pregnancy gotcha. what to do. So, yeah.
0: Still good. Still good. Um. She so, you know, I had a question that I came up with and I forgot what it was. Oh, can you imagine being pregnant in PA school? People ask you that a know. lot, and I I can't imagine.
1: I feel like those people who do that are, like, incredible troopers. I remember, yes. like, my classmates, like, purposely got pregnant near, like, the I guess, like, the last year of PA school, so my program was kind of long, so during rotations, and I was like, how the heck did they do it? Like how? Like how do you like work a full day, study at night, and be pregnant and like go to school? I do not know. But oh my gosh! Amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I can't. I'm the same. Like no, nobody in my class got pregnant the entire time. Um, I almost, I don't even think like anyone's wife had a baby. Um, but yeah, like people always ask me if it's a good idea, and I'm like, I honestly can't. Like I have no personal experience to tell you, except for people do it, and I don't really yeah. know how they do it but they do and it's great. So anyway, Incredible. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, how how did you go about kind of things with work, um, both, you know, kind of, I don't wanna to say, tolerating pregnancy, that's not the right word, learning to deal with being pregnant yeah. maybe, and also kind of letting them know, was that well-recepted news or not?
1: So I guess every day going to work once I found out I was pregnant was like a new thing I had to learn. It felt like just how to deal with like the nausea, vomiting, the aches, like what products work best and like what I need to do to have a successful shift. Yet, um, I guess like in a way like doing well as like a pregnant person to like eat the meals and stuff. I think being pregnant at work definitely kind of taught me to slow down and set aside like okay, hey, like let's just take ten minutes to eat lunch because you can't not eat anymore. Yeah. So that was that. Um, as far as telling my coworkers, I told them actually pretty early. Um, I didn't ever, I never have really thought about like oh, like I should tell my coworkers that X amount of weeks because that's what everyone else does. But it was really well received. I told my lead PA approximately like five to six ish weeks mm-hmm. pregnant. So before I even had, like, that ultrasound can start to, like, confirm a, like, intrauterine pregnancy, it could have been, like, empty gestational sac, we're all new. But I feel like all the stigma that surrounds, like, oh, hey, you should tell your co-workers or your boss at 12 weeks is kind of, like, you're worried about, um, I guess, like, what they'll do and how they'll respond, as well as it's the whole thing of, like, oh, like, what if I miscarry? Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. Had a really good working relationship with my lead PA. I could tell she was like very approachable, and she really advocated for us. So I trusted her with that piece of information, and I shared it with her just because it was my first pregnancy. My husband was like gone for most of it. He was like like an army thing, um, so he wasn't home for like months. So I felt like it was something that I needed to be transparent with, and so. Yeah, it was well-received. Yeah. I think by sharing it with the lead PA, it also encouraged me to share it with the nurses I was working with. And I felt like they did a really good job of, like, keeping an eye out for things that were, like, dangerous. Or, like, if there there was, like, a really, like, combative slash strong person or something, they'd be like, hey, be careful. They're, like, really whatever. So it was was a good experience.
0: Good support system, yeah. I was similar. I actually before I ever got pregnant was one of those people who was like, I'm not telling people until I absolutely have to, like till I'm showing and they just like, it's obvious, but then that was not true at all. And like, I have told people so quick um, and then at work, actually my supervising physician, she was talking about one of her friends and she was like, I cannot believe that she waited so long to tell me she was pregnant. Blah blah, blah. And I was like, Oh crap. I was like, I guess I should tell her too. Like, she's, I don't want her to think that about me. Um, cause we had a great working relationship too. And so, um, I was like, I need to tell you something too. Um, and I was like, I don't know how far, maybe like around six weeks. Like, I hadn't been yet for an ultrasound. Um, but, but yeah. So I, I told her, um, and she was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited wait, we got to figure this out. Like, what's that mean? Um, And so then we kind of got into some stuff with that. But and figuring out maternity leave, so you technically, I guess, don't have to take maternity leave because you are retired right now.
1: (laughs) Kind of, yeah. I didn't expect that either. I felt kind of weird. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I guess, like, in a way, like, not going back. I guess I'm doing um, tele-ED on the side right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's been pretty good. It was, like... But I guess it's like kind of related yet unrelated, but after I had came back to Texas and when COVID really hit the fan, it was like ridiculous. I felt so bad because my coworkers were still stuck in New York and there was all this like crazy craziness with like the PPE shortage and I felt bad that they were doing everything and I wanted to help too. And so doing teleed has been good. Basically what it is is that we see a lot of like kind of like level four and fives, like lower acuity over the phone, mm-hmm. you know, they're anything to be questioned um, you can like send them to urgent care the ER or they could send us a video or a picture and we can like kind of see if we can save them the visit to like going out and kind of like in a way saving our resources in the ER and doing what we can you wise Um, As far as like what the company offered in regards to maternity leave I believe it was three months of unpaid maternity leave is what I recall. And then after that, if you wanted an extension, um, there was like FMLA and things like that with like the state of New York. And it was just like a whole crazy process. I yeah. don't think I understood. Well,
0: that, I would say that's a benefit though of working at a big institution um, because like where I was at in a private practice, they don't technically have to offer you FMLA mm-hmm. if there's less than 50 employees. And so um, just depending on kind of where you work and what the setting is and what the conditions like they can really dictate in a smaller setting what your maternity leave looks like or offering but like if you're in a hospital system you're gonna have at least some more options still probably unpaid because i don't think people some people don't know that like my husband didn't know that he was like oh they don't pay you and i was like no yeah. this is america <laughs> they don't pay us i was, so
1: surprised too. I was like oh wow yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah around my class like a bunch of us kind of got pregnant around the same time and it was in we still have our like facebook group from our class and somebody was like wait what are y'all getting as far as maternity leave and we we're all i mean like oh we don't get paid and like maybe a couple people said that they still got some paid maternity leave and it was crazy so yeah fun fun stuff so you said you went back to texas
1: yes i did to have the baby okay so- yeah, my husband was gone for a very long time. Um, he was in ranger's school. Um, That we planned. We knew he was going. Yeah. When we found out that I was pregnant, it kind of, like, threw off, like, the course of plan and everything. Um, So he was actually in Fort Benning, so in Georgia, for quite a while. Yeah. And so we weren't really sure when he was coming back or... I don't know. And, like, I talked to my OB about it just because I didn't have any like, support in New York, more or less. Like, all my family's back in Texas. I was in a new state. It snows there, like, being in the South, like, you know, like, yeah. things <laughs> before moving to New York. So it was hard just, like, working all those hours, having, like, those weird physiological changes associated with pregnancy and not having anyone there. So I talked to my OB because I was, like, we had considered um, me staying in New York and having the baby there like, in hopes that he would come back, even though we weren't really sure, um, she was just basically, like, no, like, you need a support system, Yeah. and I think that was, like, probably one of the most freeing things, is I, I felt like a part of me wanted to be, like, those superhero, like, like, you know, like, those, like, awesome, like, females who are, like, working, like, 40 weeks, who are, like, operating on their feet, yeah. like, doing awesome things, because it's so inspirational, I probably like, kind of aspired to do that, because I was, like, oh, like, I should push myself to the limits, and, See like what I'm capable of, <laughs> but it just wasn't the best decision for me given the circumstance, and so it's kind of a why like I decided to like stop working a little earlier than I intended to just because of everything.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a weird time. It's a weird time to be a PA, and it's a weird time to work in healthcare, and it's a weird time to be pregnant. Like, it's just, there's a lot of weird, like, some of my friends are pregnant, and it's like, everything changes weekly as far as...
1: Yeah, the hospital guidelines Yeah.
0: Stuff. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. um So, what are your plans post-baby? Are you going to take some time off, or look for a new job,
1: or yeah. see how it goes? We're going to do the tele, tele-ED on the side. Yeah. I don't really know if I just because... Like I worked today, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting practice, like Braxton Hicks during like my call," and I was like, oh, "Is it happening?" <laughs> so I feel like I'm like a little like nervous, apprehensive about like picking up a lot more shifts. Um, i plan on doing it. I guess I don't know whenever I've, my body feels ready, and I feel like I can just like work a little bit just to keep my skills as fresh as I can be via telemed. Um, but we're actually moving to Georgia in like a few months also. That's yeah. fun. What part? Do you know, uh, the Fort Benning part. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, so we'll be around there, and I don't know. I thought I'd, I've been kind of like looking about um, part-time jobs, and there's been a few options. So I think maybe I'll just start working like part-time here and there, like PRN around um the area. I guess that's just one of the great things about being an PA is like you're not stuck in a specialty.
0: No, yeah. Yeah. Lots of options. That's actually, it's interesting. We've, like, done things very different, which I think is funny because I, like, you've taken some time off before the baby came. I worked up until 40 weeks, um, yeah. and everyone kept saying I was going to go early, but I didn't. I actually didn't go at all and had to get induced. But um, but I, I worked, and, like, it was Friday, and on Monday I was 40 weeks, and they were like, well, your maternity leave starts, so, like, yeah. you don't have any patients Don't come back until September. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, I need to have this baby. And so I got induced. Um, But it it was, like, weird because, like, I would get Braxton Hicks, too, while I was seeing patients. And, like, especially when you're on your feet all day. And, like, I'm terrible at drinking water. So my medical assistant, who is also one of my best friends and was very concerned about me, she, like, made me a chart where I had to, like, fill in how much water I was drinking every day. And she could tell in the room if I was, like, having a contraction. And I could tell it freaked her out. And she was just, just like, look at me, like, sit down. You need to sit down or something. And so, um, it, was, it was really funny. But it wasn't – I mean, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And maybe it's just because it's been two years and I don't remember, too. But, <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. Um, is that – so, I think another question – that I get a lot is about like, PAs, I guess. How do I say it's like work-life balance and making priorities and stuff. Is yeah. that what you thought you would do? Like, did you plan like when I have kids, I'll probably take a break or go part time? Or is that not kind of what you thought maybe a few years ago?
1: Um, I think yes and no. I didn't like I knew that I wanted to take a break, but I just didn't think that I would need to take a break before the baby came. I guess I just wasn't prepared for all the crazy things my body was going to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, how, like, weird and, like, crazy and yet cool, like, pregnancy is, and how much it changes your body. Just because I felt like... in like, I just, just... Those shifts were just so long afterwards that I had such a hard time flipping between, like, night and days and, like, flip pregnancy and something. <laughs> it was really difficult. Um, I think I was taking a break after... I honestly never really thought about it. I wasn't planning on, like, having kids until a little bit later. Um, But I always just assumed that, oh, like, you would – I would just take, like, three months off or whatever the recommended amount or whatever everyone else does and then just go back to work. But I guess with everything going on, I'm just kind of, like, going with the flow and seeing what is best needed for the family.
0: Yeah, life circumstances (laughs) that none of us could have ever predicted ever
1: happening
0: um yeah that's what I always saw myself as someone who would be like get me back to work as soon as possible I want to work like put the baby in daycare or something and um I've I've not been like that and so I I did go back to work full-time for a year and I just still wanted to be home more and so it's so weird because that is not what I expected of myself at all um but that's why I, last fall I went part time, and it's it's been really good. Like, I I don't believe in work life balance, and I don't think it's something that is actually a hundred percent possible to have like a balance. But like, my husband comments on my stress level. Like everything's just a little bit a little bit better now that I'm not trying to do a million things like a hundred percent.
1: I read that blog post that you wrote about your decision to go part-time, and I felt like it was very eye-opening. You know, I really liked it a lot, and I was like, oh, I guess, like, when I'm in that position, I'm more than likely going to reference it, because I really liked, like, your thought process and, like, having that difficult conversation, or, I guess, conversations with your supervising physician, and, like, finding a way to, really, like, navigate, because it's, it's hard. Because I feel like, in a way, we've worked so hard to get where we're at, and we want to keep on... Like, working and pushing ourselves to the limit. But yet, I feel like once I got pregnant, like, in a way, like, my priorities kind of changed, which really took me by surprise. Yeah. Didn't expect that at all. Oh,
0: my gosh. Just wait till the baby gets here. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, a whole different thing for everyone. But... Yeah, no, I I need to actually reread that because I don't remember exactly what I put. But yeah, that was a very, like, hard thing and emotional thing, especially since I'd been there for five years. And like you said, like, you have, like, I've worked so hard that I I want to continue that. But also, like, just where I'm at in life, it wasn't I, – I couldn't feel like I was giving my best at home. Um, yeah. And I felt like that was the most important thing, so – Um, and I think just that's important for PAs to know and I think both of us have done this like even if it wasn't the easiest decision or it may seem like a selfish decision like you have to choose yourself and like your health and like what is going to be best for you um, versus being I don't want to say loyal to your job like it's a job but like if you aren't healthy enough to do the job then
1: yeah that's so true when I told um, my lead PA so I was only in New York for like, I think like five, six months. So not that long, even at that hospital, it felt really bad. And I felt like they had taken me on, like they took a risk on me, they hired me, and like they invested all this time. And I felt that I wasn't giving them like their return investment adequately in a way because I didn't day a year. Um, but I kind of told like the lead PA my situation. She like knows, like with my husband, like being gone so often and stuff, she like totally understood, which was... Probably just such a gift of grace. And she said something that was so kind and so true. She was like, No, like, don't feel bad. She was like, Jobs always come and go, but like, I'm a big proponent of always choosing your family and doing what's best for you. And I was just like, I'm an alleviation off my shoulders. Cause I was really worried about the perception like, oh, like, is she like leaving because she's really pregnant or is it because like she can't handle the stress or, you know, and I was like, worried about how with the students in the neighborhood
0: doesn't matter honestly. yeah yeah, yeah. No, having that support and that's what the new job I'm at now they're funny because they're like when are you going to have another baby Like they want me to like put family first they love when I bring my daughter to the office they want me yeah. to bring her my supervising physician brings me presents for her um, so it's just really sweet to have that support in an office that I mean they they definitely support my family, so um, we've gone over to my supervising physician's house, so my daughter can play with her dogs, like Aww. just really, really fun stuff that is is different than what I was used to before and kind of what I went through. So, yeah, knows me good. Okay, I'm gonna ask you for two pieces of advice. One, um, what would your advice be to someone who is pregnant and working a clinical job? Either something that you felt like helped you or um even something just a tip or support or emotional anything
1: in a clinical job um
0: like as a pa or even like a nurse or something
1: i think probably like invest in products that are going to help you survive your shifts because i think i was kind of like oh, i don't need this i don't need like i don't need like like xyz because i feel like there's so much stuff in the market that's like really overwhelming and i'm like oh this is probably all bad But I wish I would have invested more in, like, products that would help me make the shifts more tolerable. Like, I don't know, like, maternity leggings or, like, Mm -hmm. things like that just to make it more tolerable. And I guess the second piece would be, um, I guess, like, like, don't be afraid to share your pregnancy with your coworkers. Because on the day, your coworkers, they really are your other families. They're there to support you. And so I think just having that support is just so great. And it makes going to work less... Intimidating knowing that they have your back and they have your best interest and the baby's best interest in mind.
0: Yeah, that was actually a good point you made earlier, too, because I think, like you said, there is a fear of how people are going to perceive it and also fear of miscarrying, which both of those are valid fears. I mean, they are. But I mean, I kind of had the same thought process as you. Like, I want my support system if something does go wrong, and I want a support system that's going to be here for me regardless so yeah all right next piece of advice would be um what would your advice be this is a little different be to a military spouse um since that's something you have experience with now and and i think even speaking to being away from your spouse because a lot of people have to do that for pa school they move and they aren't with their spouse do you have any tips for that
1: yeah i think Well, I guess in regards to the military, there's no perfect time to have a baby. Like, (laughs) like, well, like, maybe we should have, like, waited, or, like, maybe we should have did it before, or whatever. There's no perfect time, but I think with anything and everything in the military, like, when there's such, like, crazy, unpredictable obstacle, whether it's giving birth without your spouse, or your spouse being deployed, or being gone, it's, like, just, I always see it as an opportunity for resiliency to, like build these skills and a mindset that many people don't have, like, the opportunity to build because that's, it's like building mental toughness. I feel like, in a way, that's sometimes that's all you're going to be able to I guess use to get through it. It's, your perception's only being controlled because there's so many things in control in the military. So, yeah. And I think, in a way, I feel like all these women who are having to go through it, like, without their spouses or, like, doing a deal, like, based on like, I it goes out to them because that that sucks and it is what it is, just babies.
0: Yeah, it's like definitely circum circumstantial and not what we would necessarily choose, but do what we can. All right, well, where can everybody kind of find you and follow along with you and your family? Yeah.
1: Uh, my Instagram, the yeah. like, Alex yeah, and then my blog is also on my Instagram. So you can click it and follow me there for more information, the life, and then the nice. and all that stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll link that, and everybody can come find you. And then, um, good luck with the rest of pregnancy and baby and newborn life and all that fun stuff. <laughs> That's it, y'all. And I forgot to mention it at the beginning, but. Alex was super pregnant when we did this interview, like, very, very pregnant, um, like about to have a baby. So she may have said that in there, but I just wanted to, to mention that. So if you do go follow her, she has now had her baby and all is well. So thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have not in the past left a review of the podcast, I would so appreciate it. It really helps with everyone else being able to find it and, and the effort that goes into this. So um, give me a shout out on an Instagram, post a screenshot of the podcast and tag me and i'll share it so thanks for listening and i'll see you guys next week i'm telling you you do not want to miss next week's episode because tony is the most passionate P PA i've ever met i've probably said that before but i mean it